0: so welcome to this new edition greetings to you visions and tones people and i'm back with cj at the end of this episode we have a um an announcement
1: yeah which he never told me about until two minutes ago so yeah. <laughs> and he still hasn't told me what the announcement is just by the way
0: actually i haven't right
1: <laughs> yeah so i'm actually trembling
0: it's about you i heard you getting married no i keep <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> if my parents hear this <laughs> Like you went there to study, (laughs) what are you?
0: (laughs) You didn't have to do that, you didn't have to to do that. Um, yes, we're gonna talk a little bit about it. Just remind me, um, say Tony, in announcement, let's not move along before we close. Okay, yes, we got less time and we've got something big to confront. What are we talking about today?
1: Today, we're talking about cancel culture, Mm -hmm. which is uh an interesting topic
0: yeah uh why is it interesting though
1: because i think it has its pluses and its minuses its pros and cons um i think it started off with the the right like with good stuff and then eventually somewhere along the line it just faded into something almost that held held no substance you know eventually people started cancelling people that didn't deserve to be cancelled Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I just feel like people take it out of context. Any small mistake a human makes, they start to cancel them as if their morals are of the highest order, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it, I think, I believe it started in 2017. I was doing a little bit of research before it came in. It started in 2017 or it became popularized in 2017. Yeah. So it's been around for the last five, five to six years.
0: 2017? Yeah. With which movement though?
1: Um, who was the first person to get cancelled? Was it not Bill (laughs) Cosby?
0: I don't think it started in
1: 2017. Um, I don't think it started in 2017. I think it became popular in 2017. Oh, it became popular in 2017. Yeah, so, uh, like, that's when Twitter, Twitter went ham.
0: Because I think since sometime around 2002, it has actually been around, I think. 2002? Uh, 2006, sorry.
1: Well, social think, media yeah, because I'm trying to think
0: when exactly did the Me Too movement sort of start. Oh, because remember the okay. Me Too movement carried um, into elements culture. of cancel culture and whatnot. But for me, yeah, when I did my own research, it wasn't really clear as to when exactly it did cancel culture start, right? But you can see that as, you know, uh, mainstream media gets popularity, then you can see that this has become more of a known phenomenon all around, right? Yep. But I remain with a few questions as to whether do we really need to have the internet in order for us to conclude that really there is cancel culture. Yeah, definitely. And that for me comes with, firstly, understanding what exactly is cancel culture. So if we say cancel culture is, you know, sort of marginalized people, sort of mobilizing with the intent to put powerful people who are abusing their power, to sort of have them account- accountable, to hold them accountable of, you know, their power or their abuse or whatever the case. If you think about it in that way, one of the things that I sort of set back and think about also in relation to my very qu- first question as to say, do we need the internet in order for us to say the East cancel culture? Yeah. I was thinking about, you know, apartheid South Africa. Yeah. If you remember... Part of the protesters, what they did at some point, they sort of blocked black people. The radical ones blocked sort of the black people who wanted to be on the liberal kind of side from entering and buying from white stores. And they considered that, you know, as a way of holding the powerful people, the apartheid government, accountable for the atrocities that they were doing to black people. Yeah. Right. And I was thinking whether... Does that still fall within the frames of cancel culture? Because you see, the marginalized were actually subjected to racial discrimination by the apartheid government. Yeah. Sort of saying, let's do something more. This is to mobilize, but at the same time, it has a way of sort of pushing investors, you know, international investors, to say, okay, it seems as if our businesses have been. Boycotted And whatnot. Therefore why should we invest You know in South Africa And then they start Pulling out You get what I'm saying Yeah And also the international Pressure on Big brands like Coca-Cola Pull out from South Africa Because this and that Is happening So that in itself Do we Call that cancel culture Or that's something else
1: Um Well I don't know I feel like That issue is a little bit More deeper And more dense Than cancel culture I feel like Cancel culture Is a very social media thing Uh, and uh, without Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I don't think cancel culture would even exist. I think what you're talking about is just generally holding people accountable in higher power, right? And I don't know if you can even consider that cancel culture. I think that's a different conversation to be had. But cancel culture is more, I think it's prevalent on Twitter mostly, and it's more of the general public basically um, canceling people For their views and opinions, or some actions that they've done in their past and whatnot, which this is where it gets a little bit iffy for me, right? Because we're all humans at the end of the day, right? Everyone's prone to making mistakes. All of these people who engage in this cancel culture—it's almost as if their morals are of a higher order, and they believe themselves to be—I don't know—morally great human beings, I Mm -hmm. guess. And they're not willing to forgive people for the mistakes they've made, and. Bear in mind, I'm not justifying any of the mistakes that any of these people have made. Yeah, And I'm also not saying that some people don't deserve to be cancelled. I'm just saying that some people don't deserve to be (laughs) cancelled. Okay.
0: I think what I'm getting from what you're saying, CJ, is that because, I mean, people, when they define cancel culture, they'll tell that this is a marginalized trying to keep the powerful one accountable, right? right? That's the origin of yeah.
1: Okay. Definition
0: So to say But What I'm getting From what you're saying And over Which it's something That I also agree Is the fact that It seems as if now We've got something That degenerated Into something else yeah. Than The actual conception Or conceptualization Of what cancel culture yeah. Is or what It should be Or what And how It should look like Right Yeah It seems to me That there's people Who are really Fighting for genuine causes Yeah Right, yeah. Uh, they're really marginalized. Consider black people under apartheid. Yeah, they're really marginalized. Yeah. right. Consider uh, women under toxic masculine men or men, whatever. Yeah. Right? Um, there's marginalization there. Consider how institutional racism and whatnot. There is marginalization there. Yeah, people part of the LGBT to some extent, some of them how they would be discriminated based on their sexual orientation or gender preferences or whatever pronouns and all that. Yeah, there is marginalization there. Yeah. So it seems as if there's genuine causes, but within the genuine causes, somebody comes and actually overtake the agenda. Yeah. When now you look at things today, you think, is it really still less powerful people who are holding powerful people? accountable or it's now more about they appear to be less powerful but actually they're not less powerful so to say
1: I think the average person who's not in a position of higher power is only as powerful as the community they are representing right Mm -hmm. and
0: you want to break it down for me
1: okay so you sounded let's 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 have an example right let's Uh say there's this one person let's say Kanye West because we were speaking about him earlier right yeah how he, you know who he is. He, everyone knows who he is. You know he's a he's a pop culture icon. You know he defined hip hop music. He defined a lot of fashion in this in this day and age. And n- if enough people say that he should be cancelled, then he will be cancelled, right? So I feel like if only two or three people are saying that, oh, this person should be cancelled, that ha- that holds no weight, right? The average pop, like the average person, oh, yeah. would not hold a lot of weight. Yeah. So cancel cancel culture only becomes prevalent when it's. A unanimous, almost a unanimous agreement amongst a lot of individuals mm-hmm. that say that this person should be cancelled. But here's where it gets like a bit blurry because people like to subscribe to bullshit, right? I, I mentioned in the previous podcast as well. Like people are willing to jump on a, they're willing to uh, jump on a bandwagon as soon as they agree with a little bit of something, yeah. right? But they're not willing to appreciate the full context of a situation and that's when we start canceling people like joe rogan dave Chappelle, you know for some of the views that they have and it's like okay so you're willing to basically call all of their life's work a bunch of bullshit just because there's a few opinions that you disagree with yeah right and it's even jordan peterson could be canceled if we're gonna if we're really gonna be you know um if we're really gonna judge people like that and I, I feel like that's where the problem comes. That it's context. People really take things out of context, oh, yeah. and it's you know it honestly because of the day and age we live in. You know we go through Instagram, we see these thirty second videos, and all of a sudden that's that's all the education we have mm. for the day. Mm. <laughs> the whole Ukraine Russia thing. We watch oh, yeah. we watch two minutes of news, and then all of a sudden we understand what's going on. We know yeah. the full context of the situation.
0: Yeah. So it's basically laziness to engage yeah. deeper with people to say okay let's let's just. You know, have a deep conversation then about your ideologies.
1: You know? Okay, I'm You're not scary? saying to you. No, no, no. Okay. no. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> oh, saying, just in general. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying that in
0: general. <laughs> you know, cancel culture comes from that context where people are not keen to sort of have deeper conversations you know, to say, let me understand whoever I consider to be problematic in the society, let me understand their ideologies. Why do they say the stuff that they say? And to what extent is the stuff that they're saying accurate? You know, so there's no longer, there's no time, you know, sort of say, to sort of um, unpack that. But at the same time, (laughs) I'm thinking uh, about the fact that when cancel culture comes in and then steps in, then you find that some people then, that's when they see the opportunity to sort of elaborate further the stuff that they're saying. Going back to Ye, as we were speaking about him earlier on, uh, I think first you made an example about, you know, when he said for over 400 years into slavery seems like a choice. Yeah. Right? And and I gave the example about how he said Harriet Tubman um, didn't actually save people from slavery, but he just moved them from one form of slavery to another form of slavery. Um, And it is after people give a strong pushback and express their anger, right, that he actually gets an opportunity now to elaborate. elaborate what is it that he was saying. Yeah. But at that moment, then you find that it's already too late. Some people don't even get an opportunity to come and express themselves exactly. clearly, right? Yeah. But at the same time, some people get an opportunity to come and express themselves clearly what they were saying. Yep. But because people have already held on to the idea that Tony is problematic, it doesn't matter how he can try to save himself, yep. let's go for him, right? Yep. And I think that is problematic because it goes in the same as the one critique that I posted to some of my friends who are black radical feminists and I said to them by mere fact that you do not have a restorative justice system within your movement it becomes much difficult for some of I, I would love to believe it becomes more difficult for some of the guys to come and be in support of other you know black radical feminism or whatever the case or even yep. part of cancel culture so by a restorative I mean let's consider somebody who gets canceled and after they elaborated their argument or their ideology, right, then it becomes clear, then people realise that, oh, we're actually too quick to judge the person than giving the person a chance, right? Therefore, if you've already cancelled someone, perhaps they've lost their job, you know, (laughs) their marriage, their livelihood, everything is just falling apart, what then do you do as part of the cancer culture group? or as part of the black radical feminist group to sort of help the person who was sort of cancelled and his life destroyed before you could even understand what they were actually saying. Yeah. So what do you do to them? Do you help them get up or you leave them there? It's their responsibility. Next time they should learn how to articulate themselves better or whatnot. <laughs> so it becomes a bit of a challenge for me in that sense.
1: Yeah, I think that con- that's the forgiveness thing that I was talking about and taking things out of context, yeah. right? Um. That's the thing about it, right Once you cancel someone, it's very hard to uncancel them right because a lot of people who cancel them in the first place weren't even that invested in the stuff they do mm-hmm. right if you If you're an author and you write one bad line in your book and you're canceled for that one bad line, all of your other life's work gets destroyed that's the that's the problem right that's that's the thing about being a celebrity and being in a very influential person is that every move that you make is mm-hmm. being watched and monitored by the general public, yeah. And, you know, you know how Kanye is going through this, this breakup thing with Kim and it's very public and I, I feel like he, can't, he almost can't avoid that because of who he is as an individual and who Kim is and, you know, Pete Davidson's also in that mix. And yeah. it's just, I'm, I'm sorry to keep taking it back to celebrities, but that's generally what the culture is. You know, it's the cancel culture is mostly around celebrities. When you talk about real issues like black radical feminism and apartheid and slavery and whatnot, then it, I think that that's when it becomes a bit more significant. Mm -hmm. That's when you really have to truly watch what you say and really consider what it is that you're putting out there. Whereas when you're a celebrity, firstly, the issue I see with it is how people idolize these celebrities. I think that's the first problem, right? That's part of the problem of cancel culture. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be idolizing these celebrities anyway. Mm -hmm. So the moment you idolize these celebrities and you realize that, oh, okay, this person's actually human, then you cancel them because of the human mistakes that, that they've made yeah then then i think that's partly on you right i think we as people have to start realizing that these are just humans they're not god it's not jesus you know yay yeah, isn't actually jesus as much as he wants to be yeah <laughs> you know like um it's so i think that's the first issue it's, it's idolizing all of these celebrities for the things that they've done Uh, in in their in their lifetime and whatnot like it's good to have role models and whatnot but to idolize someone beyond humanism is is part of the problem
0: so would you say now there's more of a supremacist culture that has taken over uh
1: (laughs) what do you mean by that
0: like you want to cancel people who are problematic but actually in your cancelling you're now still using the very same sort of power and hurt to inflict over them but at the end of the day what what are you teaching them? Yeah. So so that, that's what I mean about sort of a supremacist culture is that you're want to you using the tools of the master to destroy the master's house. Yeah. Yeah. So to say. Right?
1: Yeah, that's like it's like <laughs> I think ANC is a good example of this,
0: right? For <laughs> <laughs> so those who don't know <laughs> ANC is the African National Congress. That's the ruling party in South Africa.
1: Yeah, so we know. I think it's almost a secret that everybody knows the corruption that goes on in the AS- ANC and, and South African politics in general. It's like they overthrew the apartheid government, right? And they overthrew like all of the all of the the scrutiny and segregation that black people were going through. Like, fair enough, they were amazing at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? People idolized Nelson Mandela and all of that, um, but then now they they've they've basically gotten rid of all the racist ideals and whatnot but now there's this new form of it and that's corruption and the wealth gap and all of that and it's like now you're almost practicing those very same principles that these white people had when they were in power and that's the abuse of power right and it's like where do you draw the line how how much can we actually criticize the ANC and and whatnot? Because I think, I believe they deserve a lot of criticism. I believe South Africa could be in a much better position than it is today. And I think the EFF might be the key to that. (laughs)
0: Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know, because I think we we need... I know that now we're sort of moving away a little bit from cancel culture. Yeah, we'll come, oh, back, to that. Yeah,
1: we'll come back to it for sure.
0: I think you were trying to hammer yeah. a lot on the using the tools of a master. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was so basically
1: what I was trying to, that was the point I was trying to make with the whole, you know, like you you can criticize all these people, but then if you start to have the same actions, then you're a bit of a hypocrite. Yeah. It's the hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Right.
0: So so where w- would you say the supremacist is also apparent in the ANC government?
1: see the I don't know the supremacism w- word is a bit it's too powerful for me. i don't okay. know I don't in know what I, feel sense? Like, I don't know i just whenever I think of supremacists, I think of white supremacists. <laughs> I think that's the problem. It's been so ingrained in me that mm-hmm. that's what I see as suprem- supremacism mm-hmm. and uh, that I don't know I just feel like is it really supremacism if you're trying to cancel someone for the actions that they've that they've made?
0: I think it's more about... Maybe,
1: maybe, because you, you're, you're basically saying that your ideals yeah. are better and your yeah. morals are better than the person yeah. that you're canceling, yeah. which is so hypocritical, man, because if you, if you talk about any, every, any average person, all of them, everyone's guilty of doing something wrong in their life. Exactly. Right? So, I think the only difference is with cancel culture is that these are people of influence who are doing things that are wrong, Right. And how much can we actually?
0: to be doing things that are wrong. That are wrong,
1: yeah. yeah. And look, I I completely agree with canceling people that have been known for sexual assault and rape and whatnot. Like those are unforgivable moral human things that even an, an average person in public should be canceled for, right?
0: Are you saying R. Kelly should? be? Canceled?
1: Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Right. I don't. I don't disagree with canceling R. Kelly. I don't disagree with canceling Bill, Bill Cosby. Uh-huh. I don't disagree with canceling Harvey Weinstein. Right. Those are individuals that have crossed the moral line as humans. And I feel like any average person... Mason Greenwood should also be cancelled. As much as I loved him as a footballer, the bullshit that he did, you know, I don't know if you know I don't me. know. Is basically this man United Forward who, um, very recently uh, his girlfriend put out some tapes and some pictures of how he was, she was being abused, mm-hmm. and how he basically raped her, and there was like a full audio recording of, of the rape Whoa. itself. So it's bad. That's pretty so bad. So there
0: is evidence in that. Right?
1: Yeah. yeah. So how, I really don't think he's I've coming got back. I've a question
0: that. for you because you listed a number of people. Let's go to Cosby. Yeah. Um, well, who kids? He was he acquitted? What can we say about his court case? I can't. But I don't basically, he was not them. found. Guilty and he was released. Oh really? Yeah. Because he's out of prison.
1: Okay. Right. So was he not guilty then?
0: That's what I want to ask you. I have no idea. What <laughs> no, I, I wanna, thought, what so I wanna I, ask you is this. Yeah. In the case of the soccer player, you're giving Yeah, Mason Greenwood. You're saying there's evidence, right? Yeah. yeah. The the girlfriend showed yeah. clips, images and whatnot. Yeah. So there's evidence on that one. What else, what do we say then in the case of cause therefore do we follow what the law says or we hold on to saying nah? Because part of the criticisms for some of the powerful people is that, nah, you probably paid, you know, the judge or you paid or not um, your way out.
1: Then way that's more case. of a, a flaw in the justice system than in, in the, like, cancel culture, I think. I think, um, if let's just say Bill Cosby wasn't guilty at all. Right? Let's say say not a single girl was actually raped or sexually assaulted. Yeah, but I'm saying to
0: you that if the court says to him, go home.
1: Then I guess, then there is no reason to cancel him, right? If he's actually not guilty, right? But that's the problem now. He's already built a reputation, right? And there's already girls that have come out and said that, okay, now he did this, he did that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where do we draw the line? Because any girl can literally, like tomorrow, if you sleep with someone and the next day she gets angry at you and then she accuses you of rape, it's very hard to come back from that right i think that's that's where part of the the issue is as well it's like how much substance does it hold and it's i'm not saying look it's very difficult as a female as well if you've been through something like that right okay. because first of all like imagine asking someone to prove something like that it's literally your word against theirs right unless you have a recording in like mason greenwood's case right so it's a very it's it's a very great area there because it's like what, how do we know who is lying and how do we know who's actually telling the truth,
0: right? But of which even when you try to establish the evidence of the truthfulness of it, let's say you go in the court of law, mm-hmm. it might be difficult because also while whilst you're trying to establish truthfulness into the story, yeah, you f- you may find the counsellors or the what do you call them the advocate yeah, they might ask questions which for some people they might consider them as problematic. Right. The case of I don't know if you know it, there's a I think he's a Nigerian pastor, mm-hmm. uh, Omotoso. And- so in the case of Omotoso, Omotoso's defense line asks the lady who claims that she's been raped in South Africa. Right. And the question they asked her was how big is his penis? <laughs> and that actually and um, a lot of sisters in South Africa. Yeah. Um, because they were would, like, that's fucked up. To what extent, why should you ask a question like that?
1: Yeah. Right?
0: But at the same time, you need to understand that once it gets into the court of law, it's a fight. It's going to get out of Yeah, yeah. That's right? true. You'll want to discredit he who alleges in whatever forms. Yeah. right? And I remember having a conversation about this with my friend and I said, that was ridiculous. and 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 he said to me, but it's also a question that had to be asked and i was like i get that no i don't
1: um, i don't think it was a question that had to be asked because how would she have known would she have measured it huh is she is she gonna have a ruler there and be like oh okay it's about 15 centimeters 15 to 30 i don't centimeters.
0: know but uh, uh, and and this is not to say particularly about her case yeah right um i actually, oh I word, actually there's too many things i put in my head.
1: okay before um, let me just hopefully i can give you a bit of like okay so we can focus on one thing at a time right um mm-hmm. but same here a lot of things are going on in my head as well um with that case like i i don't understand the relevance of that question right yes maybe it's in a court of law and i understand you're subject to a lot of scrutiny when you're on the stand and whatnot like fair enough right but i do understand why that's also a bit fucked up because how are you supposed to know that? Like, does nobody measures the penis size before you have sex every single time? Like, that's just...
0: Have you ever had conversations with ladies Yeah. men's penises?
1: Yes. You have? Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> you, you've yes.
0: Never, you've never come across some of them who, who would give estimations?
1: Yeah, of course. But that's just like, generally speaking, they won't remember every single penis that has been inside them.
0: Yeah, but the, 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 the point is then, in a the court of law, you ask any question closest to the point where you have to discredit... The weakness.
1: So, are you saying that? Okay, so let's, let's
0: say she made, let's say she made attempted to, re- to respond or she, she just made an estimate to yep. the question. And then this, say she says, um, 13 inches.
1: Yep. right? Jesus. That is fucking massive. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's not get into that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Just by the way, let's not take this out of context, right? We're, we're not. Um, we're not laughing at this woman for all of the things that she'd been through, but just the situation itself, like what, the attorney asking her this question is a bit ridiculous. Anyway,
0: so you messed up. So let's say she said 13 inches, right? Right, Jesus. And um, Omatosa knows himself very well that he's probably a seven, right? Yeah. And then Omatosa says to his defense line,
1: yeah.
0: I'm prepared to show the evidence in a private
1: room. Oh my God, yeah.
0: Do you see how the case is taking a different turn? Yeah. If they then go into a different room and they say, okay, Pasta, what's gonna turn you on now? Should it play porn for you or whatnot? And then they play porn for Pasta and then Pasta gives a hat on, right? And then they measure- Because it's a problem, and probably- that, uh, <laughs> And then they found that, and then they found it's probably a seven. Right. And it's not a 13. you see what's going to happen now to the evidence
1: okay but i feel like the counter argument to that is like if 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 she was raped she would have gone through so much trauma that she probably wouldn't have remembered the finer details about that experience right
0: but a good defense line will always say to the to the witness if you cannot remember don't give numbers yeah so okay say i don't remember yeah so then but yeah, in yeah. this case i'm talking about let's say she made a, okay she made an error okay, and attempted enough. to yeah so that's why you would see that actually certain questions as much as we might think that they are irrelevant yeah they can actually become relevant depending on how then the conversation goes further fair enough yeah
1: okay what what point are you getting at then are you saying that that's a relevant question when it comes to rape, or it's just like in a situation like that. that no, could, remember that, that we're could talking help about us with the evidence.
0: Yeah, we're talking about bringing evidence into whether we cancel somebody yeah. or not. And my point was that, but you see even this if you attempt to get the evidence, yeah, one people may say may say you're a powerful person. Mm-hmm. You paid somebody already. We're sticking into canceling you, or you do not deserve a restorative justice system because you're just a powerful person. You probably paid your way out, but we know that you did it, Mm. right? So it's actually going back to what you said earlier on. Today, it's no longer about evidence for some of the people. It's about how have they concluded in their minds that you're guilty. Mm. And some of them, it's not necessarily because they know that Tony or CJ are genuinely problematic people, right? Sometimes it's other issues. You know, it could be people also dealing with their own traumatic experiences. They're mad at somebody. Yeah. And yeah. who did stuff to them and the person denied it. And then now they hear similar stories around CJ and CJ yeah. is denying it. Then you find that that triggers a certain level of trauma. Yeah. Then they end up hating even CJ, even if there's no proper evidence that is given. Yeah. Or they don't have any evidence in themselves, you know. And this happens a lot. I remember chilling with a couple of friends of mine, sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah, continue.
0: And they wanted to do doxing. Doxing? Yeah. yeah. What's that? Uh, Like this, you you list all the names of rape perpetrators and whatnot online, and everybody sees that. Oh, okay. So they said to me... Tony, we know a number of people, this one and the... So, they didn't give me the names. Let me just be honest with you. But they said, we know people and the uni... The uni is not doing anything in terms of the investigations, right? And then they said to me, should we put these names up? And I said to them, why do you want to do that? Right? Yeah. Um, They said, but these people are problematic and they will continue to walk free outside their... they're having fun and probably continuing doing all these things to other women and whatever the case. And I said to them, you're making a claim that the university is not doing anything about it. What evidence do you have that the university is not doing anything about it? And they couldn't reply to me. right? And I said to them, were you there when these things happened to these ladies? They said, no, we were told. And I said to them, so it seems like there's a lot of stories around They say, they say, he say, You know, all those stuff yep. But you're not having any form of evidence Do you know how much mess you can actually make mm. By trying to put all these names up? And I'm glad that after that conversation They decided not to do that I said to them, it's much more difficult Sometimes you think that you're hurting these people, but at the same time, you want to do something that you never even consulted the people who are said to be victims in this case. Yeah. Right? So you go and you say you want to shame the guys and you find that this matter actually comes and do a lot of harm for the ladies who shared their stories with you in confidence. So you need to think about how... That's very true. You need to think about how you handle other people's stories. Yeah. You know, and respect... um, people's privacy at some point, you
1: know? yeah it's a little bit sad though, isn't it, because it's almost like every other girl that I speak to has been through one one or other incident of either sexual assault or rape or you know something along those lines and it's 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 a big problem there's no denying that it's a big problem uh everywhere, not only in South Africa but also in Australia, like people are getting date raped, you know people are getting drugged and stuff like that and roofied and all of that stuff um so i don't know man it's kind of tough because there's two sides to every coin right there's the side of the coin where the woman is lying and the guy's livelihood is ruined and he didn't deserve that and then there's the other side of the coin where the woman can't even come out because she's got so much trauma and she's she can barely even, like, recall the incident. Yeah. Because, I mean, that happens a lot, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you go through a really deep trauma, your, mem- your mind does something where they block it out so that you can live a normal life. But it's always there. Like, you know something happened to you, you're not entirely sure of the details. And it's like, how do we deal with those situations, right? Because there's no, there's no evidence of that stuff. Yeah. It's not like a woman knows just before she's about to get raped, so she must pull out her phone and start recording. It's, that's impossible right it's virtually impossible so i don't know man it's it's a bit sad and it's it's a bit difficult to hold these people accountable but they should if there is evidence you should and if you have been through something like that then you should definitely tell someone about it you know and i'm not saying i'm not saying tell your friends about it. i'm saying go to people of authority and professionals yeah Mm -hmm. who can (laughs) genuinely help you with that situation Right, but here's the thing, right? If if a girl does go through something like that and they go to the cops, what more can the cops do? Besides maybe put an AVO on that person, an AVO is a restraining order, just by the way. Um, put an, a restraining order on that person so that they can never come near you again or whatnot. So it's it's, I don't know. It's it's a very tough it's a very tough thing when it comes to that.
0: I think it would be great if I can have an episode where we speak to someone who's in expert in gender studies and particularly also focus on women's experiences and whatnot and maybe even rape survivors and whatnot people can actually educate us about what exactly should be done and what procedures should be followed and whatnot because I remember in the case of South Africa there was at some point a time where when people report those cases to um, the police you know it was said that the male officers were not taking the ladies seriously yeah. and then there were like calls to say if, if, if a woman comes and report a rape case or domestic violence or whatnot yeah. let them be addressed by another woman because hopefully that can minimize the kind of you know but that in itself whatnot. is a
1: bit fucked up it's like why can't the man relate why, not relate but why can't he empathize at least is it empathize or sympathize Empathize, I guess
0: Sympathize
1: Sympathize is when you can relate to something, right? And empathize is when you can understand Someone's experience Yeah, it's more empathy
0: I don't know I mean, have they been put in a class for that? Because really some of them need Still need to be put in a class for that Some of them, remember, they come from uh, Areas where there's like Too much um, toxic masculinity Mm. And whatnot People believe that This is how you Entitled Yeah, this this is how you discipline a woman. Yeah. You know, uh, through yeah. through sex and through oh, what yeah. and and all those ridiculous things that people also call corrective rape. You know, this yeah. is how we Corrective teach. Rape. You've never heard of that? No. It's a terrible term which I don't I wonder whether what's correct. That needs about to be cancelled. Um, so this is basically members of the LGBT who are actually subjected to that kind of abuse. Yeah, Jesus. Where they say, like, "Oh, we're gonna teach okay, you how to be a man, right?" Uh, okay, right? I've and then they heard uh, about this, but yeah. I've never heard the actual term. Um, yeah, or to to a lesbian, we're going to teach you how to be a be woman straight. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So it has all that kind of messed up stuff. Yeah. Um, so they need to be they need to be trained, um, uh, and Probably, I'd say even punished if you know that you've given them enough and good training, and they they still fall within you know their toxic masculinity kind of reasoning and whatnot. Clearly, they're not the kind of people you can trust to keep the community safe. Hundred percent, you know. So get rid of them. But again, even the views that having a female officer to attend to female victim would sort of curb. Um, The stereotypes Gender stereotypes Or whatever Like You were just a whole You know (laughs) You were I don't think that Is entirely true Yeah To a certain extent Because there's some um, uh, Female officers Who would even look down At some of the ladies You know When the lady come and report And then already They were like What were you doing with them? What yeah. are you doing there? Uh, you know, see um, that, yeah. and and as much as what uh, are we doing say there might there's... be a genuine question, but yeah. then you see that the scope of it goes back to almost the same question: How big was Omotoso's penis? Yeah, then it appears like it's an insult. You know, yeah. you're not you're not getting to understand these people's experiences. That very shouldn't quickly.
1: matter though. In that in a scenario, in a scenario like that, it's not about it's not about what she did to get of course if she was to take a little bit of accountability it is she would ask herself that same question what was i doing with this person right yeah. but that's not what matters in that situation right and i feel like having a female officer is actually it's still a little bit better than having a, a male officer because a female officer can definitely sympathize and definitely understand but that's what i was saying it's that i'm like. not
0: sure that all of them can
1: yeah so not so all of them but there's definitely don't. a higher chance of a woman understanding it than a man i
0: think that's the expectation but yeah. the same way as men not all men would overlook a a, a, a female victim
1: but if we're talking about probability Right, There's definitely a higher probability of a woman understanding that situation and that experience than a man
0: I'm not sure The number of rape cases I've heard uh, That women spoke about a number of times that Some of them actually would explain that they spoke to a female officer But the female officer didn't actually even take them more seriously Then that
1: female officer is probably just as manipulated by whoever their male, the male colleagues are so I don't know. I I just I honestly feel like having a female officer would definitely increase the chances. Why? But why
0: should the negativity? Why should every negativity be attributed to the presence of a male?
1: No, it's not every negativity. I'm saying in a scenario like this, right? And it's don't take it out of context. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm
0: trying to think yeah. about what then about the case where female officers themselves might look down at and also depending on how the person who comes to report is dressed or whatever the case. Let's not downplay the fact that there could also be a certain level of jealousy. That can can creep in into one when you come and you report that I've been raped and then they look at you or you are on some Brazilians and you're worrying.
1: that shouldn't matter but not
0: it shouldn't that I agree with you yeah that's what I'm saying and even with what you're saying as a probability I'm saying I agree with you yeah but I'm I'm against the fact that then you know attributing a negative judgment from a female officer to say that's probably the main It has to do with the presence of the male No, man no, I'm just...
1: Them. Like, that was just a, a useless example, actually, to be honest. But what I'm trying to say here is, at the end of the day, it doesn't actually... I guess it doesn't matter, like, the gender of the officer. They should be trained in a way yeah. to understand whatever this person in front of them is going through yeah. and be able to decipher from, like, I don't know, judgment of character or whatever... That, okay, um, this person seems like they have a genuine case, you know, and, you know, you have to take it very seriously. I think either way you have to take it seriously. Even if she is lying, you have to investigate it, right? That's one thing about... law you know you have to take it seriously don't just downplay whatever it is that this person is experiencing because for them to have done that they obviously like it takes a lot of bravery to come out and say that okay i've been raped or i've been sexually assaulted it takes a lot and for you to just you know downplay it based on how she looks or based on the like the decisions she's made before that is very very demeaning and unfair Mm -hmm. right and and that's injustice in itself it's like what what are you how are you on the right side of the law, if you're judging people like that. Yeah. Right? So. Um,
0: yeah. Let's go back to cancel culture. Yeah that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a very,
1: this is a very dense topic and it definitely um, needs to be spoken about a little it bit It needs more, to be spoken
0: about. I think for this one, we need to get, ex- yeah, like I said, yeah, you know, we're no experts by by come any means. to educate us about yeah. this and then we have this bit of a push in and push back, whatever. Yeah. We, we're saying people should not be cancelled but yes some people should be cancelled yeah. um, who, who exactly would you say should be cancelled
1: should be cancelled the whole of Russia Vladimir Putin <laughs> Russia <laughs> Just by the way, I, can we just touch on this a little bit before we go back to cancel culture? We, we can't
0: speak about cancel culture because there is cancel culture. There's something I wanted to raise to you. I don't know if you saw one of the generals from Russia when he was trying to address the United Nations. All the officials got up and left. <laughs> and the question is, is that part of cancel culture? Sanctions themselves, yeah. is that part of cancel culture? i guess and where would we get sanctions is when would we put the supremacist thing because because yeah. also the point so the supremacist thing is here yeah. america is it really a less powerful if we say cancel culture man, like the is?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no man america has like America's is just as guilty of doing these things they did it to afghanistan they did it to iraq they did it to iran you know like
0: Maybe, yeah
1: yeah it's just because this is a european nation that all of a sudden the world cares a little bit more and have you seen how people have reacted to this. This is actually the point I was going to get Mm -hmm. to, right? The hypocrisy is unreal, right? The double standards are almost unsurprising now. Um, when they talk about how Ukraine is a European country, I swear there was one journalist who was like, you know, this is not just some African or Asian country. This is a European country with blonde hair, blue eyed people. And I'm just like, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? You know, I like it, yeah.
0: it's
1: like, what the fuck are you on about? You know, like just because it's a European country doesn't make it any better or worse than what's been going on in Syria in, in Palestine. You know, with Israel and
0: I mean, there's a lot of this crap that has been said uh, while they're talking on Russia. Hold, put a pin on that, my friend. Also, put a pin on that. Yeah, it hold reminded me of um, the, when COVID started and when there was talks even about um, Lewis. the vaccine and whatnot. I don't know if you remember the medical doctors. I think they were medical researchers, if I'm mistaken, who appeared on a French um, TV show and they said we can just test the vaccines in Africa because we've been doing that <laughs> like with, they did HIV, with the, the Belgian with the women, right? no. those Belgian and scientists that, and that actually yeah. is what created a lot of um, dissonance from most people from Africa against the vaccines they were like don't treat us like you're Lab rats your, no. Yeah, your guinea yeah. pigs. We know your guinea pigs. And yeah. and then that's actually the time when, from my own observation, the whole talk against vaccines started from there. Before before the new, before the more information that came in, spoke about 666 and spoke about the chip and spoke about 5G, which I don't know how 5G was related to yeah. that and, or whatever the case, right?
1: The New World Order. Yeah,
0: but the actual... Um, hate over vaccines started yep. from there when the doctors appeared on a French um, TV show and they said we can go and test all this. I think it happen. started
1: a bit, a bit before that because it started with COVID-19 itself and all of the bullshit around it before even the vaccine became a thing right a lot of people believe that it was a hoax and that it was actually just you know not a it wasn't as as big as we thought it was and
0: no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. But yeah. what I was trying to make with this point is on how European countries have a way of actually, you know, the supremacist thing is mm. just embedded within them. The fact that for the fact that the one know, this is from BBC, I'm not really sure, it's from who said, you know, this is a European country. It's not like some, you know, giving yeah. examples of countries in the subaltern sides to say, we more civilized. We don't deserve this kind of thing. So these yeah. things are betterly done elsewhere, right? And if you remember, there's an episode, I think, about hypocrisy that I did where I was speaking about Dr. Lwazilu Shaba in South Africa was actually teaching his political science students and he made an example about, he actually spoke about, you know, the timelines of political science when political science never recognized atrocities that were taking place in, former colonies or colonial sites or whatever, right? Um, and when Loise Le Chabon made an example about Hitler, he said Hitler did not did not do um, anything bad, right? <laughs> what? So So, that's the thing. He did not do anything bad. Remember earlier when we spoke about sensationalism? People took that part. Hitler did not do anything wrong. Yeah. And then they put it online and they said, Loise should be cancelled, <laughs> right. right? But actually Loise put on further reasoning why he was saying that.
1: Can we please hear this reason? But this is the point that he said. Yeah, Yeah. he
0: said, Hitler did not do anything wrong. The only thing that he did, basically when he said did not do anything wrong, he was meaning in the eyes of white people, supposedly. Right. The only problem was because he did to white bodies that which was reserved or should have been done over black bodies. Mm. That's when they started to see that Hitler was a terrible person. Right. Meaning, had he used that very same violence of a, you know, subaltern size, black people, they wouldn't care not, as much. They wouldn't have cared as much, but yeah. like because now it's true what he's doing to white people, therefore he was now demonized. Isn't this the same thing that is happening to to, to Putin at this moment? It's the same yeah, thing that is happening to him. Exactly. If Putin was doing that to to some African Non-whites or whatever, yeah. We wouldn't be seeing these lot of sanctions, we wouldn't be seeing, you know, NATO yeah. coming together or doing whatever the case How is there no and sanctions on Israel? probably you wouldn't even see a lot of people being urged to use the Ukraine flag on your timelines or on your social feeds mm. or whatever, put hashtag Ukraine as an awareness campaign or whatever yeah. the case. So it shows about the supremacist logic of how now we've actually moved into things.
1: It's it's almost it's so blatant now, isn't it? And it's it's a bit sad because there's nothing we can do about it, right? It's it's almost like that's the way things are at the moment, and uh, we've just accepted it as a society, right?
0: It's a bad thing of the world. I think I think there's something that Peterson says. in, know, I think it's his new book. Oh,
1: um, twelve rules beyond,
0: yeah, beyond order.
1: Isn't beyond order before?
0: There's twelve, 12 rules? rules, and then there's beyond.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. That's
0: two of my rules, yeah. Yeah. Um, One of the points is abandon ideology.
1: Abandoned ideology. Abandoned
0: ideology. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) which I remember having a conversation with a call with a close friend recently. I said, "I wonder whether can he abandon ideology? Because when he speaks about capitalism, he's more stronger than when he speaks about communism." Someone who abandons ideology, I'd love to see someone who tries to reconcile it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah.
0: So abandoned ideology actually speaks more about if you hold on too tight to your thing. Yeah. I, I think that births supremacy in a way. If you hold on too tight to your core values, I that you don't. Religious, so I'm, I, agree yeah, okay. I'm, I agree with you. I agree with you, me. Right? Okay. Christianity is one of them, yeah. you know, and and the works of uh, a guy, uh Ramon Grossfogel, actually speaks a lot about Christian and yeah, Alandus, and you know how Christianity was used to invade certain spaces in mm. Europe. So there's actually a religious racism. Yeah that yeah. we'll talk about that at some point yeah. um what was i saying
1: you're talking about the abandoned ideology yeah abandoned
0: how, ideology uh, yeah so i guess what i wanted to say with this thing of abandoned is the fact that today we've become too loyal to ideologies to the point that we cannot even reconcile and w- i'm responding to you now when you said things are becoming worse in the world mm. right
1: uh, it's in the fact that i don't think things are becoming worse i think we've always had these opinions. What- Europeans have always been like supremacists. I think about it, like colonization uh, has been around uh, for so long, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's... It's just more prevalent because of the internet and like uh, the mm. access to information that we have, right? Mm. So, I don't really think it's a shift in mentality. I think people have already had this mentality. It's just now that it's coming out and it's becoming more and more clear.
0: Who said it? Is it Will Smith? Is it, was it Will Smith? About... Uh, during the George Floyd, I think it's him who said... These are not new stuff. It's yeah. Now being yeah. Exactly. Or, uh, Police now brutality well. in it's America true. has
1: been going on since yeah. before the 80s. You know, like it's not, it's nothing new. It's just now we have decided to pay attention, mm-hmm. right? And this is where the problem comes. It's like why haven't we paid attention to the things going on in Ethiopia and Tigray? Why haven't we paid attention to things going in Israel and Palestine? Why haven't we paid attention to Afghanistan and Taliban taking over? Right? Mm-hmm. We just we spoke about that for one day. I'm sure. One day about the Taliban taking over and American forces just leaving after so many years of conflict. It's like they took their opioids and left. They fucked off. They're like, oh, yeah, no, we're good now. And, you know, it's like all of these issues, Syria, Iran, Iraq, Libya, you know, like all of these things have been going on for so long. But because now it's a European nation and it's white people and it's Ukraine, you know, it's like people are actually so scared of russia and putin that's why it's become such a big issue i'm serious i'm serious if this was a less powerful nation who had done this they would have not given two fucks maybe for one day they would have put it on the news and then the next day nobody or someone's talking about some other shit maybe yeah. serena williams is pregnant or something yeah. like it's
0: I, I guess what i was trying to say is that things are becoming worse in the sense that uh, i'm not against what you said i yeah. agree with what you yeah, said yeah, yeah, yeah. but i'm saying things are becoming worse in it sense that you have to choose sides
1: <laughs> right um, it, it seems like that doesn't it we
0: get we there you gotta choose sides yeah right if you don't choose sides and and this whole notion of you know freedom and democracy and i you know and people talking about democracy as if democracy is the purest thing it's crap there's yeah. cracks in it we'll talk yeah, about that of course at some yeah, point, yeah right um and how so democratic you've got a right is a yeah. Right, you vote, and I was, yeah. w- I was seeing now, particularly in the case of Ukraine and Russia, how people criticize South Africa. South Africa chose to abstain,
1: but that's the- because of BRICS.
0: <laughs> no,
1: yeah.
0: um, we know it's because of BRICS, but yeah. not only BRICS. How Russia also was instrumental in helping South Africa in terms of apartheid oh really they, yeah they were very close <laughs> you should watch a lot of stuff because you know on social media yeah. you'd laugh um, I'm not sure how sh- how good this um, how how true this account was An account was like South Africa I just want to remind you how we stood in solidarity with one another yeah. during a <laughs>
1: did you see a few days later meme. South
0: Africans <laughs> chose to stay yeah
1: it's crazy point. it's crazy man
0: <laughs> you know so you gotta you the gotta remember standards. when I was with you yeah, you gotta remember when I was <laughs> yeah. with you and a lot of people were criticized South Africa. A lot of the so-called journalists who are said to be associated with more white monopoly capital—they were like, "I'm very much disappointed that how can we not choose a side in yeah. times like this?" And da 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 da.
1: And Wait, like, just before you goodness. continue, this is this is funny meme that I saw the other day. Yeah. Right? It was a uh, was about <laughs> when Cyril tells us to pre- prepare for the bombs. People pull out Jaegermeister and Coke. You know, <laughs> it's like oh, Jägermeister and Red Bull. <laughs>
0: That's South that's, Africa. That's
1: the, it's the Jager bombs that we're preparing for. <laughs>
0: yeah. South Africa is so funny. we got no time for that. Yeah, honestly. So like, we, cannot we have too much Russia. poverty want, and lack of education look, in our country. They're like, nah, we're not coming against Russia. We're going to lose vodka. We yeah. want vodka.
1: <laughs> that like, Russian bear, yeah?
0: No. <laughs> it's people. You know? it's oh, a man. So that's the thing about South yeah. Africa. In the middle of so much pain they can pull a joke about it and yeah. probably that's one of the ways of also how, to uh, how deal we, we deal with it as well yeah. we deal with I think that's uh, society
1: in general well. nowadays like if you see the amount of memes that come out of the stuff like it's almost insane I've seen a
0: lot of them but with South Africa I think they are on another level yeah of I course think South Africans, are, South Africans are both different man I tell you, know, you something could be really really serious it won't take a long time tomorrow or someone, someone makes fun out of it
1: yeah Literally
0: And I'm like This is crazy So yeah The whole point of Holding on to your own Ideology So tight Is you know It pushes people To choose a side Yeah Black or white Yeah There's nothing like Neutral Or there's nothing like Let's create a blend Between the You know These two sides Um, And I think like That's terrible Yeah um, That's terrible Because Right now And the sad thing Is that You know There's this whole Weaponization of mainstream media and social media and whatnot, where way in some censorship, basically. We spoke about censorship the last time, where people who wanna, I mean, you see it even on uh, reports how in South Africa, certain channels from Russia, not only they are no longer streamed and stuff like that, Yeah. but the more that has been done, people will tell you that this is, this is to sort of put more pressure on Russia to cease fire and withdraw, right? Yeah. But the reality of things, CJ, is also the fact that the less the less side of the story you receive from Russia, the more stronger the story that Ukraine is being invaded,
1: mm. the more
0: genuine it sounds.
1: Mm. Right. That's true.
0: So let's silence. I've seen people talking about even how certain accounts that would speak on behalf of Russia, either on TikTok or just Twitter, yeah. sort of before people banned, take this out of no.
1: context, I don't think we're defending Russia and any of their actions, right? At the end of the day, what they're doing is pretty bad, right? Like what what is a like exactly. they're invading a whole other country, and yeah. it doesn't take away from the seriousness of the situation. But we're just we're we're basically elaborating on the hypocrisy of the general public nowadays and how we're very this is full of double standards, right? Uh-huh. And it's only because it's a European nation that we're so concerned.
0: Yeah. I love how you keep assuring the... Yeah, okay, I'm not trying I to get cancelled,
1: speaking about cancelled culture, okay? That's just the irony of that would be ridiculous.
0: <laughs> You're going to come across one dummy yeah. in the street yeah. who would discard...
1: Everything else we have said.
0: The part where you try to point that yeah, it's like yeah. human beings, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so be prepared for that.
1: Yeah, no, I'm saying all of this now because I know. Let's say ten years down the line, you and I, are two very successful individuals in our in our yeah. respective fields, yeah. right? And then they bring up this podcast and they're like, "Oh, but you were defending Russia during the fucking exactly, invasion." It's exactly. like, no, man, that's not what we're doing here.
0: Here's a point, CJ. Probably we'll have to land at some point soon. Um
1: that's been great, just by I, the way. I, uh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we've been just everywhere.
1: Yeah. Which uh, I, I don't mind. I don't know. I mean, you probably don't like, you don't appreciate that because you like a lot of, no, guess, no, no. organization. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Trust me. I like, I like a conversation like this. As long as we still remember where we are and who we are.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> we'll never forget.
0: Now, my question about who do we cancel.
1: Yeah.
0: I was more on
1: that's how this started I just remembered
0: <laughs> yeah I was more on which you gave points you, you against but you started making the fun about Russia yeah. but
1: I know that you also spoke I was saying Putin should be cancelled Putin as should be cancelled
0: yeah. and I know that you also want rapists to be cancelled yeah I don't think there should there's, um, there shouldn't
1: even be a question about that
0: yeah um, let's talk about someone because because I believe in a part of me a great part of me believe in A calling in. Because cancel culture is mostly a calling out approach. So calling in would mean...
1: Uh, Intrinsic, internal conversation that we have with ourselves. Okay. Right.
0: Hey, dude, you said this and this and this and this and this. Mm. I don't think we should say stuff like that about ladies. Mm. Or or should say stuff like that about guys. Right? Right. Um, but then you find that there's this one person who's very problematic. It doesn't matter how many times you call them in. <laughs> That's <laughs> <Right>? true. <huh? laughs> so I'm more a believer of calling in. But at the same time, I remember a conversation I had with Nikki Black on womanism. And one of the things we agreed upon is the fact that sometimes people are so much, you know, troubled by their past trauma such that they don't have the time to call you in and probably they're tired calling a lot of people in like media is so big right now what are you doing to educate yourself about the complexities of things in life and I'm not talking about someone who says I hold on to the view that you know like Dave would say I hold on to the view that there's Still inequalities within the LGBTs, that one yeah. is motivation driving, right? yeah. yeah, that one is driving, that one's on the back seat or whatnot. yeah, but I'm talking about someone who comes and say, yeah, they must all die, you know um,
1: <laughs> what the fuck they doing yeah. something
0: that's contrary to God's nature yeah. you know, so obviously you can see that those are problematic people, and if yeah. you want to call them in, let's say you keep on calling the person in, but the person keeps on being adamant into their views and whatnot, I'm not gonna listen to you. Yeah. What should be done to such kind of people?
1: To the people who are who refuse to be called in, the uh-huh. so people who are are not willing to reflect yeah. upon their own views and whatnot. Yeah. See, that's the problem, right? Those those are usually the people that have caused the most mayhem, right? The ones who aren't willing to take a step back and have a look at what it is that they've done and what what are the actions that they've they've made in the past few years, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's where cancel culture becomes, like, appropriate, right? It's like, okay, this person's not willing to actually reflect upon what they've just done, so fuck them, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, why should we even bother if this person is not willing to accept that they've made a mistake? And again, the making the mistake thing is also very subjective, right? Everyone has got their own moral values and whatnot, but there are certain things that, you like you've crossed the line and I think everyone can agree unanimously, like the whole rape thing. So I just, I think it's about, it's about the morals that each of us have as individuals that makes this relevant, right? Like you can't be, you can't call someone a hoe. Meanwhile, you've slept with five guys in the last two weeks, you know, like, Oh, you know, like it's, it's literally, you can't call someone else out on their actions when you have not reflected upon your own right and that's that's the it's the pros and the cons right so the pros of cancel culture are us willing to call out people who aren't willing to be reflective on the on their mistakes right and then the cons are like um you can't just you can't cancel people for the same things that you would have done yourself right Mm -hmm. so that's that's basically where the the balance lies i think so i think if It's a very difficult situation right to yeah. to ask someone to actually reflect on upon themselves they have to be humble enough to do that. not a lot of people are
0: would you say that sometimes cancel culture is necessary yes, so that they can learn the hard way yeah great Agreed. i agree I think that's a very good, that's <laughs> a
1: very good point actually that's I think that's a very good close in that i think <laughs> yeah,
0: okay.
1: yeah, but before we actually fully close, you had an announcement about my marriage and also have something else i want to say after that so uh
0: okay say what you want to say
1: <laughs> should i say what i want to say okay yeah. obviously i'm going to keep plugging in my website and okay. i'm one third of a, a company called jetco and obviously our venture is and i remember last time you asked me about shipping worldwide we do do that okay great there's no doubts about that now and there's going to be new products next week so please check that out uh follow us on instagram as well it's also homemade au. right yeah just wanted to plug that in
0: um i think cj has done a lot of recaps short recaps every time when we tackled something to sort of position uh our views so that we're not taken out of context with everything um cancel culture is big we may not agree on certain things um Uh, I'm not sure where CJ stands I still believe in restorative justice um, uh, because sometimes the same person who speaks out of line can make a mistake the same way as you who's cancelling him. Exactly. I so, agree with you on that. Yeah, we, we, that. we still need the restorative justice. Cancel yeah. culture is a broader topic. CJ and I cannot touch on everything. But with this short, we're just hoping that conversations among yourselves and your peers can actually continue. Yeah. Um, let there be learning, let there be talking, let there be a bit of research, you know, for your individual research from other people about where this thing is going. Uh, overall, I can say I'm against uh, cancel culture on a seventy percent, and I'm am I'm for cancel culture on a thirty percent, and okay. the thirty percent is the part where I say there's people who are just problematic. It doesn't matter whether how many times you call them in, you know, you just have to distance yourself from them and let them learn the hard way. Mm. Uh, but overall, I think cancel culture has taken a different direction now in a sense. So probably part of the 70% also will have to be stripped into different percentages. But I think um, cancel culture has taken a different direction now where you know, critical thinking is not engaged, um, is not uh, promoted. Um, deep conversations are not promoted. Um, but at the same time with that being said with deep conversations i'm not saying let's bully people into talking you know not mm. not not everyone should be forced to do this unpaid emotional labor of educating you about this and that yes. if you had people talking about it and you feel like it's something you disagree with or whatnot challenge yourself to research more perhaps your perceptions can be changed can be persuaded in yeah. a way but don't find yourself in the you know wrong side of just trying to parade your foolishness and parade your ignorance yeah because we don't know how it's going to land sometimes you could be doing stuff out of good intentions but it could be bad so um yeah i mean we can only say this less with cj continue loving people <laughs> yeah of course
1: there's only peace and love here
0: and be the best version of yourself oh yeah that's a bit
1: tough sometimes I'm not gonna lie degrees hitting hard (laughs) oh and yeah and finances are not great either (laughs) oh that's bad
0: finances I need money
1: yeah hey Dude.
0: the announcement yeah. I'm excited to announce the fact that I had a chat with CJ and CJ has agreed to be a co-host of the Visions and Tones so CJ is not a guest CJ welcome to the Visions and Tones your official co-host. welcome
1: hey, thank you very much I appreciate that <laughs> I got the he's got the contract
0: out and everything well look the, <laughs> that is still on the way but now we no, okay. have a verbal agreement with CJ yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously Visions and Tones does not generated any revenue at this moment CJ oh, can really? expect to get money from visions and tones and oh, get money
1: damn. from so what am I doing here bro <laughs>
0: <laughs> go to home made easy
1: <laughs> yeah please check it out
0: thank you so much thanks CJ
1: thank you very much for having me it's been a pleasure as usual um,
0: uh, can you send our people off
1: have a good day if you're listening to this on the way to work quit your job and start a business and then realize how hard it is to maintain a business and go back to your job um <laughs> no i'm kidding uh just just try and live life with love live laugh love um and don't be afraid to be humbled by new information and yeah be open-minded thank you very much cheers see you next time